Welcome to the New England Take. WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, 101.9 FM Manchester, and nhtalkradio.com. I'm your host, AJ Kirstead. Be sure to check out nhtalkradio.com to get all the back episodes of the show, as well as on all your favorite podcast platforms you can search for the New England Take. I have a change of pace this week on this segment. I'm very excited to welcome Rachel Sotak of RS Creative. You can learn more about her at rachelsotakcreative.com. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, it's nice to be here. Thanks so much for having me. So we're going to break away from policy and government and dive into branding and graphic design and such. I'm, I'm a big fan of your work. It's, uh, I mean, generally speaking, I mean, what would you say you do? I mean, is it is it graphic design? <laughs> is it branding? Is everything all just all encompassing nowadays? <laughs> yeah, so great question. Uh, so basically what I do is... Um, Yes, I am a graphic designer. Um, My main focus um, is to help people with branding their business. So um, a lot of times people have trouble grasping what that is. Um, At the the start of someone's business, um, they really need some sort of visual representation to help people recognize them, right? So a lot of times people think that all that is is an icon that's a logo for their business. Um, and in reality, it's a lot more than that. Um, branding is so much more than just an icon. Um, it can be the fonts, the colors. Um, a logo can be many more iterations than just one simple icon. Um, if you think about it, um, it's the signage on the door. Um, it's the letterhead. It's the thing on Facebook, Instagram, all the different platforms that we're all on, you need many different versions of that. Um, And then branding is more than just those types of things. It's thinking about the voice that you want to have for your audience. Um, It's the types of people you want to attract to your business. And all of that takes a lot of strategy and thinking about your ideal client. So I work a lot of times on the strategy first with people and to think about who they want to kind of attract. And then we work on the visual components to make sure that they're drawing in the right kind of people to their business. It reminds me a lot of, as I do web design stuff too, it reminds me a lot of uh, search engine optimization only for your eyes. Like when you, when you, (laughs) like when when I think of like the works, for example, it's like the browns, kind of earth tones, like it's it's kind of a cafe, but a bit of a coffee shop. And when you go there, you you see all those sorts of aspects and the stuff they do, but they have the local flair. So they have the farmers and stuff and everything. And, and, and that's, that's just as important as, but especially nowadays where everyone's got to have a web presence on 15 platforms in addition <laughs> to a website. And then you got to get the menu if you're a restaurant. So you got to find a platform that kind of looks good with all that. And that, that must be a very time consuming process for a new client, I bet. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of times um, when I'm working with clients, um, they're, they get really excited thinking about this visual component of their business. Um, but it can also be very overwhelming to think about the fact that um, they do have to think about, you know, colors and fonts and all of these different things, but they're not necessarily thinking about the different formats of things that they need. Yeah. And, 
you know, you get your logo and you're really excited and then you go to put it on Facebook and it doesn't fit and they just put it on there and they're like, oh, someone can't read my whole business name on there. <laughs> so um, I'm there to make sure that they have all the different pieces that they need um, and as well, make sure that their branding continues to live on as their business grows. So I think the other part that a lot of people don't realize is that branding doesn't end the day your business launches. It's something that you have to continue to, you know, kind of feed and work on as your business grows and as the world continues to change. Yeah, it's it's very important. It's like as you change, as you add more things, you need to purchase new items. You need to be sure to keep along with it. Like it, like personally, I think that if you want like a, a super mainstream example in my my opinion of a terrible oh god, what are you doing? Every time you build a new restaurant, you're completely changing. Is McDonald's? You <laughs> go to a McDonald's across the state, like everyone is like a totally different theme, and it's like oh, we're gonna be hip in this one. This other one, we're gonna make it look like cafe. Oh, and this other one's gonna look like it was built in the eighties. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like guys. Like, you can't – so you never know when you walk in, like, what's the quality am I going to get? It's like, is everything going to match the what I'm seeing here or is it going to be totally different? I'm going to get the, the worst experience of my life and I'm going to regret it two hours later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and, and then also when you just think about um, obviously – so many brands and businesses have had to really pivot during COVID. And yeah. so like thinking about um, whether it's your brand values or things that you um, hold near and dear to you or things you've had to change because of changing times. Um, sometimes your brand does have to make a shift um, mm-hmm. and you just have to, um, whether it's to your actual like brand, um, your actual logos and things like that, or if it's just you're adding new elements to your brand to be able to adapt to changing changing things going on. Can you give an example of a company you've worked with where you felt like it was a really successful project? Um, yeah. So, for example, um, I mean, one of my favorite projects that I've worked on, um, I worked with Wander Rolls. So, mm-hmm. they... Um, or a food truck that was here in Concord. Um, and um, Andrew and Inga, uh, they are folks who really let me kind of take ownership of the design. Um, and to be honest, when I first took on the project, I didn't realize I was going to get to actually do the design of the food truck. Um, yeah, I started cool. off with just the branding. Um, and so just to give a little background, um, they have a egg roll um, food truck. And so they were doing Vietnamese egg rolls. Um, and we're also going to do limeade and um, iced coffee and those types of things. And so they came to me and just said, okay, we have the name of the truck. Um, and these are kind of the colors we're thinking of. But beyond that, we don't really know. Um, and so what I ended up doing was um, I came up with three different kind of mood boards of ideas for them. And we looked through them and they said, oh, okay, like we, we think we like this one. Okay. And so I ended up coming up with a design um, of kind of a little yellow bus that was almost like a, you know, someone going on a van trip, you know, they're traveling and adventuring and thinking of someone in the back of, you know, a food truck driving around. 
And um, it, it kind of goes with the kind of hipstery theme of food yeah. trucks nowadays, right? Yes, it, it's exactly. a cool thing. So you think California, you think yep. like, oh, I'm, it's nice, warm. You go out and get 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 an egg roll. Yep, exactly. And so they just really loved that theme, and um, it was just so nice to feel like I was given the creative license to just run with what was in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of brought to life this whole world that was Wander Roll. Um, and so I designed this little yellow bus with, um, you know, the little egg roll um, containers on, like on the top of the bus. Um, and um, from there, the whole design just kind of like came out of it. You know, I created these badges for each flavor. And the way that they designed the business was that each flavor of egg roll was based on a different place that they had lived. Um, and so it was really like unique to them. There was a flavor for Concord. There was a flavor for Brighton Mass. Um, there was a flavor for California. And the badges were kind of like those badges that you see um, that people have when they travel. Like So um, I designed them in the same way. And then the uh, illustration component was of those different locations. So it was really a fun project for me because I got to almost like I was traveling to these different places and designing, you know, San Francisco and designing Boston and designing Concord. Um, So that was really fun for me. Um, And then, you know, lo and behold, they were like, hey, guess what? We really want you to design the whole side of this food truck, Um, which I'll admit I was totally terrified of as a photographer i can i can speak to that too i'm like oh god how big you want to print this out like yeah just doubly make sure this is really what we want to be doing here right and you know i'd never designed something at that scale before um and they were designed they weren't designing um with a a um a food truck a a standard food truck so Mm -hmm. there was no template for me to work from it was completely custom and pretty much every other day or so it was like oh actually we made this change oh actually this other thing and you know they were definitely not difficult clients or anything like that it was more just that like working on a custom um, trailer that they had designed I was then having to get um, measurements from the person in Florida who was designing the trailer. So then I'm working on this very large scale um, in um, Adobe Illustrator to try and make sure that when it actually got printed, it wasn't going to be pixelated or anything like that. Um, and I worked with this really awesome guy down in Florida who was actually doing the the wrapping of the whole design. So that was a really unique opportunity in which the client really trusted in me and just said, okay, you may not have ever done this before, but we've seen all the other work that you have done for us. And we know that this is going to translate to something else that we know is going to be great. Um, so that, that was really fun. And it really goes to show the importance of you, like you, if you want to do a creative work like that, you need to get some stuff under your belt first to really understand what it is you're doing. Like, um, like I, I didn't start getting on the air with this show just, just out of nowhere with no experience of doing anything like that. You, you practice on other things, you practice on other projects, and, and then you do, like for you, you you've got your own uh, design and branding business. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I mean, how did you, I mean, if you had to describe 
what you do, how much is it your focus versus what the client is coming at with demands? Like, do you take, it seems like you're more of the artistic side of it. Like, mm -hmm. How much impact does that have on what you do with clients? So I guess when it comes to, when clients come to me, um, a lot of times I, well, to go back to Wanda Roll, like they didn't really have a lot um, of ideas um, to begin with. They were very much reliant on me. But um, when it comes to the process with clients, um, I sometimes have to pull a lot of ideas out of them before we begin because it can be a really tricky balance of I don't want to get, you know, two thirds of the way through the process and realize that what I'm suggesting to them is not something they want. Yeah. Um, and so um, I have learned to really build that into the process of sort of that checks and balances of saying like, okay, here's what I'm thinking. Here's like a mood board. Um, let's pick some things up off of Pinterest and let's, I have clients do homework. Um, and that is a really important step in making sure that the client has done their due diligence and understanding that like they have to do some work to make sure they know what they want to. It's not all on me to be the artist the whole time. Um, but at the same time, recognizing that, yes, I am also the expert too. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it is a balance. Um, and so I guess to kind of answer your question fully, it's like I try to, I try to bring and infuse my style into into the project, um, but at the same time, I do make sure that they're bringing ideas to the table and then saying, well, in this situation, that may or may not work. Um, so we start with, let's put all the ideas on the table, nothing is impossible, and then we kind of chip away at them and say, well, okay, like for this project, for this logo, and what you're wanting to accomplish for your clients, yay or nay. It's crazy to think how much stuff has changed over the last, I mean, even the last 10 years with regards to uh, digital marketing and branding and such. Because nowadays, like, if I, I I can go to my clients, whether my full-time job or anyone else, and say, Here, here's some examples of what other companies are doing. It's like, is this the sort of thing you're looking for? And the amount of mm -hmm. time that has mm -hmm. saved, and you can more easily say, hey, check out my Instagram feed. You can see what my, my creative works look like. Is this something remotely like you that you think you're going to want want? And the client yep. can say like, nope, that's not what I want. And we can very easily say like, this project isn't going to work out for us. Versus um, knowing on the onset that this is actually going to be productive, and no one leaves the project happy, and then they end up having to do a whole rebranding effort after a few months. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting because I, it can be, it can be good and bad because mm -hmm. sometimes what happens is you know I had someone just the other day happen to look at my website and say, oh my gosh, I, I saw that you did an illustrated map. I'm really interested in that. Let's have a conversation. And that can be really helpful. But then you also get people who will look at, you know, comp competition or other people's work and say, can you recreate that? Yes, exactly. And like, no, then no, no, you're no, like, no, no. no, that's not how this works. <laughs> and so you really have, you have that fine line of saying like, 
that's great that you like that, but that's not how we do things here. Um, and really having to set that boundary and say like, the whole point of this is creating something that's unique to you. Um, so the like amount of media law that us millennial creators need to know is just annoying mm-hmm. and ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. So it's like, I shouldn't have to know this much about copyright law, but here we are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, there's about four minutes left in the segment. And I don't want to. It's like, what led you to go down this path into branding and design? Yeah. So um, I actually did not study graphic design at all. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in health and exercise science. Um, <laughs> I always enjoyed sports and all that kind of good stuff. Um, but I, I went to school at Skidmore College um, and I took a lot of art classes and photography and whatnot. Um, And um, I've always been a creative. So I've always loved art. I've always loved all of that. Um, And it's just always been in my blood. Um, And so um, post-college, I just always was the person who enjoyed doing those types of posters and doing art on the side. And one day I just took the leap and decided it was the thing I needed to keep on doing um, and make it my my career. So That's cool. It, I was shocked how important Adobe Illustrator was. I took a graphic design course in college and I'm like, oh, this is how this gets done. I mean, how <laughs> reliant are you on the piece of software you use to get done what you need to get done? Yeah, so I would say I use Adobe Illustrator every single day. Um, I I mean, I'm very grateful I took um, photography in college because I learned Adobe Photoshop um, mm-hmm. and that kind of set the, the foundation for me to be able to feel comfortable exploring the other software. Um, but um, yeah, using the whole Adobe suite is like, is my lifeline. <laughs> um, and that really kind of gave me the confidence to kind of break out um, and do it um, completely self-taught. So, yeah. What's your personal look, work look like? I mean, is it is it does that impact what you do on, on the professional side or are they very different or as soon as you, your, your day is done, you go, oh God, I don't want to look at these, this program again? Um, I definitely dabble in it, like on the personal side of things. Um, I also use Procreate and I have an iPad, so I will kind of doodle around in that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do a lot of like personal projects, um, in Adobe as well. Um, and then I also just do art projects that are not on a screen at all. Um, give my eyes a rest and, um, just like to do things more tactile. What would you say your so. style is? Um, I would say uh, that's a tough one. I mean, I love like, I mean, you can see what's behind me, but <laughs> I love bright and bold colors. Um, and I would say, um, reminds me of like pop art. Like you think of like the the seventies yeah. and the 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 high the bold colors, kind of shapes, mm-hmm. and, as opposed to just a straight up photorealistic design. Yeah, yeah, I would say like kind of like vintage pop art kind of style. Um, I would say like I do enjoy kind of sometimes bringing in like more the modern minimalist look um, when it comes to specifically branding and design. But I think when it comes to my 
drawing and and personal art style. I do a lot of collage art, um, which you might not see on my Instagram feed, but it is something I do a lot um, in my personal work. So, um, yeah. Rachel Sotak of RS Creative. Get more from her at rachelsotakcreative.com. Hire for your upcoming branding and design projects. Highly suggest her, her work. It's fantastic. You're listening to New England Take and WKXL. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the New England Take and WKXL. I'm your host, AJ Kierstead. Continuing my conversation here for the last bit of the show with Rachel Sotak of RS Creative. Check out more from her at rachelsotakcreative.com. And what you've uh, been working, aside from your, your business here, on this collective called Broaden Collective. Could you dive into that a bit? Yeah, so I created Broaden Collective kind of, I'll be honest, by accident. <laughs> um Broaden Collective came about actually as kind of a little bit of a side project um, and a marketing opportunity for my business. Um, I um, It was kind of a slow period of um, business for myself, and I was thinking about ways to market my business as well as promote other women-owned businesses in Concord. Um, and so... I was kind of networking with other women in the community and I started making a list of other women-owned businesses in Concord. And so of which there I, are many. <laughs> there are very many. Um, <laughs> at the time, however, I it was my first year living in Concord and I made um, this little postcard um, of the businesses that I was aware of at the time. And I got it printed, um, and I handed it out on International Women's Day um, in Concord. And I made like a little QR code at the bottom, and I just said, you know, if you're interested in learning more or listing your business or getting on this list, let me know. And the whole thing completely snowballed, and I like had no plans for it whatsoever. Um, and I got all these emails, some of them not so happy of women saying, why isn't my business listed on your postcard? And I was like, well, I didn't know you existed. And that's, you know, kind of a problem. Um, and so what started as I think maybe 12 or 15 businesses on a postcard um, led to a um, guide and map of over 100 businesses listed on a, on a guide um, for the whole state of New Hampshire. Um, and I mean, much more happened in between those two things. Um, what I, you know, came up with the name Broaden Collective. Um, I branded it myself, um, and I just started having these little meetups um, in between, where, you know, at a women-owned business, I would say, "Hey, come by. We're gonna have, you know, maybe coffee or um, hang out and just talk about what it's like to be a business owner as a woman." Um, yeah, cause it's, about, you really need that networking and community, especially if you're an independent business owner, which it, it seems like a majority of the businesses that are women-owned, yeah. and, and especially in Concord, I think of Strive Cycle, I think mm -hmm. uh, Bread and Chalk, uh, no, Crust and Crumb, I mean, for example. Like, yep. There's there's a whole lot of them, and you really need to have that network to bounce ideas off of each other. It's like, do you have an HR person I can talk to? Do you have an accountant? Like Things like that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, not just those types of things, but I think also just the opportunity to say like, Oh my gosh, I, I, 
I've been struggling today mm-hmm. or it's it's been a it's been <laughs> sorry a for the dude week. perspective <laughs> on that. It didn't even cross my mind. I mean, even just, you know, recognizing the fact that like we're all, you know, burnt out or um, you know, that you I think part of why I also made that postcard at the time was thinking like I'm a graphic designer and I could literally sit at home all the time and never meet anybody who's another yeah. business owner. Um, I could do all my work online and never meet anyone. And so I really was looking for the chance to have community with other people and say, why don't we just go sit somewhere and work together and just be around each other while we work? Um, I'm sure this is the case for a lot of other business owners, but I have friends of mine and I just talked with some people that I'm part of a network with now who say, I will literally just have my phone on um, speakerphone and knowing that someone else is there while I'm working is so comforting. Um, And I think especially during COVID right now, I think a lot of people feel that way of just feeling isolated while they work. Um, So I think when I started the collective, it was this feeling of like, oh my gosh, there's other people who are doing this too. And, and just having that camaraderie was really nice. So if people want to get involved with it, uh, what do you suggest they do? Um, So right now I would say um, following us on Instagram, just broaden.collective is probably the best way. Um, As of right now, we don't, um, have anything going on just yet, um, especially with COVID and everything. We just haven't planned any events as of right now, but um, it is something where we're working on kind of revamping and getting back up into the works. Thank you so much. Rachel Sotak of RS Creative, rachelsotakcreative.com. Definitely check out her website and hire her for your upcoming branding and design projects. You're listening to New England Take and WKXL. I'm your host, AJ Kirstead. Talk to you next week.